Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Hey, uh, this morning I want to talk to us about the many faces of fatherhood. The many faces, the many outfits, the many job roles, the many hats that you wear as a father. And uh, like Melissa said earlier, I want to celebrate solo mums. That yes, Father, it's a, it's a massive role, it's an important role, it's a hard role, but for the solo month, Lise, Julianne, I think Kimberly's here somewhere, for those that are doing it solo, flying solo, I'm sorry, I've forgotten your name, Melissa, no, Tiana, oh sorry, Tiana, you guys are phenomenal, and I've got to tell you, Melissa said she could, I couldn't do it, you know, flying, you guys are champions, we honour you, we salute you, thank you for what you do. Uh, to fill the gap. And I know it's a grace that God puts on you, but I can we just thank all the solo mums as well. So today is much about talking about dads, also talking about caregivers. Anybody that fills that role of caregiver is fantastic. And uh, Matt, that was sensational. What a, what a, you, that, that's the preach this morning right there. Take that, apply that, you know, it's awesome, fantastic. This will come off in about 10 seconds because it's getting hot already. So, hey, I want to start with some bad dad jokes this morning. Is that all right? And I think it's my prerogative. I'm a dad, and you know what? I've been putting it off for too long. The bad dad jokes are coming out. Did you hear about the two thieves that were caught stealing a calendar? They got six months each. They're bad. You don't even have to laugh, and that's the good thing about it. Two antennas met on a roof. They fell in love and got married. The ceremony wasn't much, but the reception was excellent. I need George. Um, there's a man and there's a doctor who says, Doctor, doctor, I can't stop singing the green, green grass at home. The doctor says, you might have Tom Jones disease. And the man says, oh no, is that, is that rare? And the doctor says, it's not unusual. <laughs> it's not unusual. Anyway, <laughs> hey, no, let's not do that. You know, um, dads do what needs to be done, right? Dads that are present, dads that are there, they do stupid things, they get dressed up. And you know what? If you ask Melissa, honestly, I'm the most reserved person there is. This, this is not comfortable for me. This isn't something I like doing. This isn't something I... You've got to do what you've got to do, especially as a... Oh, shush. Actually, can I honour Brian? Um, Brian is Melissa's dad, not her biological dad, but he is her dad. Since two years of age, he made the decision that I'm going to parent Melissa, and he's done it well. He's done it. He's been faithful. He's been present. He's been generous. He's been affirming, and he's a phenomenal man. So I honor you today, Brian. You're a legend. Um, as Maddie was saying, there's no greater responsibility than being a parent or a caregiver or that person that's, that's entrusted with a, a young life to nurture and raise up, and it's really not easy. So like Matt said, I don't want you to beat yourself up. I'm, I'm here hopefully to lighten some loads today. Right. You will not get it right all the time. I get it wrong. I was yelling and carrying on last night about pancakes of all things. I'm, I, we're just, we've marinated chicken. We're making a nice dinner and my son wants pancakes. <laughs> and so I thought, bust it, be the, be the dad. So, so we make pancakes, but then I'm in trouble because I cracked the eggs and he wanted to crack the eggs. It's like, <laughs> breathe deep. I don't get it right like Matt says. We, none of us do but we do our best. Uh, you know, I remember when we were new parents of Noah, and we were, we were just like pulling our hair, what do we do, this kid won't sleep. So I remember one night at like 11 p.m., Melissa was delirious, she's doing all the things that a mum does with a newborn baby, and I just said, that's it, he always slept in the car. 
So I put him in the car and I drove from our house to, Palm, uh, to Manly, back to Palm Beach, back to Manly, back to... From 11 o'clock till 3 in the morning, I drove around. I think I used an entire tank of fuel because he was asleep. And for the time that he was asleep, Melissa was sleeping. And I thought, you've got to do, as a dad, you've you got to do what you've got to do. And we've got hundreds of stories like that. But, you know, I want to celebrate dads. I want to celebrate you being here. Being a, being a tower of strength for your kids, being an example, being just who you are. It's getting really hot, so this is coming off. And, you know, we got amazing dads like Justin, a, you know, a father of three now who the, the day after having, or the week after having a baby, is uh, in church leading service. Is that all right, Nicole? Can this come off now? Yes, thank you. Um, you know, Brad, absolute champion of a man, great dad, doing your best with, with what you know to do and setting examples. That's awesome. Um, and can I, can I tell you that shivers? The reason I want to celebrate dads here today is statistics say that this year two and a half thousand people in Australia will take their lives, but of those two thousand, uh, of those two thousand will be men. And so I, I want to say to you, you're you're in a safe place here. If you're not getting it right, if you're making mistakes, if you're not cutting it in your own, come here and we'll encourage you. We'll, we'll tell you, you know what, you, you are doing all right. You are doing well. And we'll work together to knock off some rough, rough edges from each other to, to do the best we can and be the best we can. Amen? Um, I was thinking this day that it really is a big gig to be that, that full-time caregiver. I had a few thoughts. I thought we meant to cook like Jamie Oliver, so you tick that box, Maddie. Romance like Antonio, Antonio Banderas, so that's probably Matt. Uh, provide like Bill Gates. Oh, that's me. Fantastic. <laughs> I haven't found it yet. I've got to go and find the money tree out the back. Sing like Michael Bublé, that's Justin. And dance like Michael Jackson, that's... Who, who is, and that's Justin as well. No, we don't like those moves. It's, it's a big deal. It's, it's a really big deal. But God's put you in your family. So, so whether you're the, the dad, the mum, the, the primary care, God has put you in your home. It is a great responsibility. And it's, if God gives you a thing, he graces you for it. So even though we think, I may not cut it, I may not measure up, I don't really know what to do. The awesome thing is we can all lean into God. And in leaning into God, who is the perfect father, we can see the way to parent better and to do things better. And God loves the family unit. It says in um, Malachi 4, 5 to 6, it says, Before, Behold, I will send Elijah, the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. So in the day, God sent the most powerful prophet of the time to go and prophesy, to go and turn the hearts of children and father back to each other so there wouldn't be a curse. So in other words, God sees fatherlessness as a curse. And he wants the hearts. I, I love that, Matt. Just telling the, 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 the sons of the nation, just, just ring your dad. It doesn't matter what's going on. Water off a duck's back. It, it, it's behind us now. Let's move forward. And, and I, I think the call of, of God today would be, children, love your parents. Parents, love your children. Turn back to each other. It doesn't matter what's happened. Nothing's irreparable. And, and I love that scripture that says, with God, nothing's impossible. There, there can be reconciliation. There can be a healing of hurts and brokenness uh, in God. And uh, I've got some stats here, and they're pretty, um, they're pretty gnarly stats, but it says that 70% of inmates in prison come from fatherless homes. So it's imperative that, like Matt said, we're present. It's imperative that we make the effort, that we really go, you know what, this, this is a great responsibility, but it's also a great joy in my world. Now, 90% of, 90 of families on welfare have the father absent from the home. 
Uh, 63% of youth suicides are from fatherless homes, which is five times the average. 90% of homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes, which is 32 times the average. 85% uh, of children who show behaviour disorders come from fatherless homes, which is 20 times the average. 71% um, of high school dropouts come from fatherless homes, which is nine times the average. And fatherless children are twice as likely to drop out of school. I'm not saying this to, for it to get heavy. I'm saying this that we can make a difference. Yeah. We can make it. And do you know what? We can be adoptive parents. We can be spiritual parents. We can get into young people's worlds and, and, and be that voice of influence and encouragement and love that keeps them going and stops them uh, becoming one of these statistics. Conversely, though, it says children with fathers who are, who are involved are 40% less likely to repeat a grade in school. Children with fathers who are involved are 70% likely, less likely to drop out of school. Children with fathers who are involved are more likely to get A's. Children with fathers who are involved are more likely to enjoy school and engage in extracurricular activities. And 75% of all adolescent patients in chemical abuse centres come from fatherless home. Oh, sorry, I don't know why that's there. That's in the wrong spot. We can make a difference. There's, at more than any other time in history, can I encourage you today, church? Because we're talking about, I want to see Noosa Wonder Christ. I want to see the Sunshine Coast alive in Christ and worshipping him. I think we can start in our homes. I think, and even if it's, you heard one thing from Matt this morning, let's just tweak that one thing that we don't do well. Praying over the kids at bedtime, praying over them before they get out to school, being present and sitting down. For, let's, let's change one thing that, that strengthens them and solidifies, you know, this is my parent, this is my father, this is, I'm loved. You know, it says in uh, Exodus 20, verse 12, it says, Honor your father and mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving to you. Honor your mother and father. And so we're celebrating dads today, but we all haven't had a great relationship with our parents, perhaps. Some have, some haven't. Some dad was there but wasn't present. Some wasn't there. Some, you know, it was an ugly experience. But the Bible says, regardless, honor your father and mother. They're the ones that brought you into existence. And we don't have to agree with everything that's happened. We don't have to agree with everything that is happening, perhaps, but we do have to honor. And, and that's one thing about the Bible is it's just black and white. We don't, we don't always want to do these things, but it says, honor your father and mother that all should go well with you. And, and again, like, like tithing, we don't always want to do it. We don't always, you know, it doesn't always make sense, but when you do what God says, you'll see what God does. And he'll make a way, he'll create that flow, he'll bridge that gap or heal that hurt, he'll do what you can't do, honor your father. So I want to encourage you, just like Matt was saying this morning, forgive and forget. And, and, and it's easy and it rolls off the tongue. And, but do you know what? Nobody's perfect. We're not perfect. Our parents aren't perfect. We live in an imperfect world, but we can forgive. That's a choice each of us can make to forgive and to move forward. You know, as I was thinking about today, thinking about dads, one scripture that really came to mind was Psalm 1. And the title of this song is Blessed Is. And I love that. Blessed Is. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. In his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by rivers of living water that brings forth fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, whatever he does prospers. I love that. And as I was thinking about dads, I was thinking about that. Dads, solo mums, primary caregivers, God wants you blessed. He wants you to enjoy life. A part of blessing upon your life is joy in your life, peace and ease. I think if, if I think of being blessed, it's like there's an ease to what I do. It's not striving all the time. It's not struggling all the time. It's not, it, it just says whatever he does prospers. 
because he walks in God's ways. And so, you know, it says in Genesis, and this is God, it says, then God said, let us make man in our image and according to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, the cattle all on the earth, or every creeping thing that creeps. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. God blessed them. God created you in his image, then he blessed you. As you, as you are today is how, how God wanted you, and it's blessed. You might look at your situation and go, it's not blessed. You don't know my situation. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I've been through. Right now, where you are today, it's blessed. And sometimes to enjoy life and to have that ease in life, we actually have to have a perspective shift. And I've got to stop looking at the life I have through my eyes, and I've got to start looking at it through what God said. Because the Word of God is truth. It's unchangeable. It's, It's fact. God spoke it and said it. You're my child, made in my image, filled with my spirit, and I've blessed you. And it's sometimes when we come to that point, that may be a point of surrender where you are right now. Okay. Well, God, if this is where, what you've got for me now, this is good. Knowing that you're taking me to what you've got for me. Because Romans says all things work together for good for those who love the Lord who are called according to his purposes. So if I, if I fight where I am today, it's likely I won't get to what he has for me tomorrow. Because I'm not even on the journey towards that. I'm sitting here fighting with and arguing with what God already says is blessed. Just a thought. Uh, then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. God created you to win. Dads, you're created to win. Not in and of yourself, but in God. In God, walking in your faith. I love what Matt said, and and I didn't ask, I didn't tell him what to say this morning. Churches are non-negotiable. If you want life to work, if you want to be favored of heaven, if you want to live blessed, make church a priority in your world. Because if it's a priority in your world, it'll be a priority in your kids' world. And we hear stories all the time of people that send their kids to a Christian school or send their kids, they don't go to a church or they, because they want good influence in their world. Well, that's, that's a band-aid approach to a, a real epidemic in life where people are, how do, where do I find answers? What do I do? If, if you want your kids to walk, the Bible says, teach them at a young age in the ways of the Lord, in the things of the Lord. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. So even if you don't do it for yourself, do it for your kids and future generations and make the house of God a priority in your world, signaling to God you're number one. Amen? Amen. I'm going to skip through all of this for time's sake. I wanted to look briefly at um, the things that God's blessing attach themselves to. Amen? We can all take from this today, not just dads. It says here that blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the wicked. So the first thing that, that the blessing of God attaches itself to is those that walk not in the counsel of the wicked. We don't have to parent our kids the world's ways. We don't have to lead our families the way society or media or popular opinion says. The Bible says there is a way that seems right to man, but in its end is death. That we can lead our families God's ways. We can, we can get into the word, we can take of the word and go, you know what, where, what I, where I don't know what to do, God, you do. And, and I will follow the example set in your word for my family. And God is the perfect father. So we might as well follow 
the perfect father's example. In Matthew 5, 4, it says, Therefore you shall be perfect just as your father in heaven is perfect. But we're saying, I mess up all the time. I don't get it right. But the cross-reference for my life can be the word of God and the example of God. And I can go, you know what, Christian, you've, you've, you've missed it here. Get over here. Do it this way. And I can go again. And, um, you know, there are times that, like Matt was saying, that we have things modeled to us. So it's always also almost monkey see, monkey do. But you don't have to repeat behaviors of the past. We can draw. The Bible says that we're a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. When we step into Christ, we're a brand new creation. So though I've had behavioral patterns modeled to me, I could actually father a different way by the grace of God upon my life. You know, I love what it says here in Matthew 3, starting in verse 16. It says, when he'd been baptized, this is Jesus, Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold, the heavens were open to him. And he saw the spirit of God descending on him like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That's, all, that's God in heaven speaking audibly to his, this is my son and I'm well pleased. But at this point, Jesus hadn't done anything from a ministry perspective, nothing at all. He hadn't started his earthly ministry. He'd been brought up by great God-fearing, loving parents. He'd been brought to church. He'd, he'd done a carpentry apprenticeship. He'd, done, he'd made friends. He'd played sports. He'd done nothing from a ministry perspective. Sometimes we parent from, what are my kids doing? What have they achieved? I'll, I'll, I'll heap on praise and I'll heap on support and encouragement when they're doing well. Jesus hadn't done anything and God from heaven was saying, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. We can take our lead from that and go, you know what? I can, I can bless my kids by the words that I speak through the encouragement that I bring. I can, I can identify their talents and the things that they love and their passions and their skill sets and I can encourage those and nurture those. We can take our guide from God in life. Amen? Our kids, before they achieve anything, need to know their love so that they, they operate from a place of acceptance, not operating or doing things for acceptance. That, that where they can go, you know what, I'm, I'm secure. And it sets that foundation and platform for their life, regardless of what life throws at me, regardless of what anybody else says, my dad, my mum, you know, my, my, whoever it might be in my world, my spiritual parents said, I'm a winner. I'm a champion. I'm going to make it. I'm more than an overcomer. I, you know, I've got God in my life, therefore I can't fail. We can instill in them a strength that carries them through life. Amen? Amen. You know, in Ephesians 6, verse 4, it says, Fathers, don't provoke your children to anger by the way that you treat them. Rather, bring them up with discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. How, how do you instruct your kids? Go to God. Pray, seek the word, wait on God. When you don't know what to do, when your child is wayward, when there is troubles, offer them up to God. You know, the Bible says, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. Cast your cares upon me. We carry so many cares in life, burdened down by what's happening that we can't control. But a great friend of mine once said, if you can't change it, don't carry it. If, if there's things outside of your control as a parent, give them to God. Release them to him because he cares for them even more than we do. He cares for your kids even more than you do. So if you give them to God, he can get in the middle of that situation and bring change where change is needed. You know, the second thing is, nor sits in the way of sinners. The world would like to tell us that there's gray areas in life, but there just isn't. In God, in the kingdom, there's black and white. There's right and wrong. And we don't always want to hear this, but it's reality. There, there is a right way to do life. There is a right way to, to live. And it's an example that we're setting for our kids. 
So I want to encourage you, deal with grey areas in life. We've all had them, we've all had, you know, issues from the past, skeletons in the closet, whatever, but I want to encourage you as you parent, as you set an example, as you lead the way, draw a line in the sand and say, this is how I live. You know, Proverbs 11 verse 3 says, the integrity of the upright will guide them, but the unjust are destroyed by their duplicity. And, and I don't want there to be a disconnect from what I say and what I do that brings confusion into my kids' lives. I, I want to live what I say. And again, we don't always get it right, but we can, we can bring these points of alignment closer. So there's congruency in our life with this is who I am all the time. This is what I say. This is what I believe. And this is what I do. Is that helping anyone? We need to live well and lead well as parents in life. And like Matt, our kids are with us for such a short period of time, but they're always looking on. They're always looking to us. And even when you don't think they are, I loved in that video though, it says, we're not always going to get it right. The dad kind of grabbed the controller and threw it. We're not always going to get it right, but it's okay. Because at that point, we can set the example of, I'm sorry. I messed up, would you forgive me? And again, it's just a great opportunity to teach our kids how to forgive, how to, how to concede, I've made a mistake, and, and move forward. Um, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, this is Joshua, choose for yourselves this day whom I will serve, whether the gods with your, that your, fathers, uh, your forefathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose, uh, whose land you dwell, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The blessing of heaven rests upon a life that's decided I'm going to serve God. That's my decision in life. That's my position in life. I'm going to serve God. Others may go here, others may go there, but I'm going to walk straight ahead serving God. I tell you, at that place, your kids will have a strength on the inside of them that is supernatural, not natural. Because they go, things get thrown at mum and dad. Attacks come from all sides, but they walk true and they walk strong towards what they know God's called them to. Third thing is this, stands in the way of mockers. Can I just encourage you here today, God won't be mocked, and he won't allow his church to be mocked. And, and what we pull down, our kids hear. What we discredit, our kids run with. I don't know if you've ever heard your kids say a comment, you go, where did they get that from? And then you think, back, oh, I said that in jest, or I said that in a, in a different context, but they took a hold of what we said, and it, it, was, it was truth. It was, it, that's now what I base my life upon is what I heard mum and dad say. Can I encourage you? Let's, let's be men and women that build up, that lift up, that encourage, that speak truth. Because our kids will take a hold of those words and they will run with them. And um, we all have opinions. We all have our sets of beliefs and values. Uh, but it's, always, it's really important to stay away from mockery in life, from mocking people and mocking situations. And because uh, the Bible says it's whatever a man sows, so shall he reap. Whatever I put out there, whatever I speak, whatever I declare, it will, it will be taken a hold of and it will be multiplied back into my world. And you know what? I don't, I don't want to mock God. I don't want to mock the church. And I, and I don't want to mock God's people. I want to build people up. I want to lift them up so that my kids run in that, so that they're gracious in their speech and they're forgiving and they're loving and they, they speak words of life, not death. And that's what the Bible says, that the power of life and death are in the tongue. So when we speak truth and we build people up and we fill them with vision and hope, we're doing just what God did. Amen? Amen. Everybody say, but. but. And I'm going to finish in two minutes here, so I might get the band to come back up, Lozzie. His delight. So that talks about what blessing attaches, but his delight. Delight yourself in God and you'll be a better father, better mother, better caregiver. 
Delight yourself in his word and you'll have the answers for the challenges you and your kids face. When you don't know what to do, can I encourage you? Don't run to the self-help book. Don't run to Google. Don't run to... Run to the word of God. The word of God has answers for your life that will help you be a better father, a better caregiver, a better nurturer, a better instructor. Uh, Delight yourself in the house of God and your kids will love it also. The Bible says when your roots go down in the house, that life flourishes. It, it takes off, it grows, and it, and it gets bigger than if, if you uproot yourself all the time. And God, then when you do, God does. He shall be like a tree planted. When you make that decision, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord, God goes, great, now I'm in the middle of your situation. Now I'm going to cause everything you do to flourish. I'm going to cause your fathering to flourish, your mothering to flourish, your business to flourish, the, the love in the home to flourish. Is that helping anybody? Does that make sense? i got a whole lot of things, you know, seven areas as fathers we can bring the image of God into our homes. Really quickly, first is love. Love your kids. Enjoy your kids. Celebrate your kids. And the Bible says that God is love. If we're made in His image, we're entrusted with these young lives. Let's just love them, even when they're hard to love. I know that my wife, my kid, they love me when I'm hard to love, when I'm making mistakes, when I'm not. You just got to choose to put on love. The Bible says put on love. Put it on. Not act, but put it on. Put love on. Let me read this, and I, I, I won't even tell you all of those. This is just a little story. The way kids see things. It says, the father and son left early on a Saturday morning to spend the day fishing. They fished all day and caught nothing. All day, and they caught nothing. When they returned, returned home, tired from their long day, each wrote down the events of the day. The father wrote, went fishing with my son today, didn't catch anything, a whole day wasted. The son wrote, went fishing with my dad today, didn't catch anything, best day of my life. What we think can be a wasted moment can be the greatest moment in their life. That half an hour sitting on a log talking to them when, you know, you, you say, what's wrong? They say nothing and you know there really is something wrong, so you persist. And they finally break and say, well, dad, this is going on in my world. It can be a moment that changes everything. Let's love our, our kids. Romans 5 verse 8 says, But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still making mistakes, while we were still afar off, while we weren't getting things right, while we weren't the perfect child, he loved us. While my kids aren't getting A's, whilst they dinged the car, whilst they lost another football, whilst they, we still love them. They're ours. Give attention. Uh, can I just put that one photo up, Benny? You know, it says in Luke 12, 7, it says, but the very hairs of, of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are, are you not more valuable than they, those many sparrows? I don't know if you can see that. That's me. I didn't have a selfie stick, so it's just the extended arm. And that's Zach. We're in, we're flying back from Fiji. He's sprawled out. He's at peace. And, and I've got to tell you, just the, my hand on his chest, sitting there, watching his little chest go up and down, up and down, up and down. I thought, that's my boy. That's a gift in my life that I can nurture and I can love on. And I, what I love about it is, you get on a plane, you've got turbulence, you've got smells, you've got, uh, you got seats going back and forward, you've got all these things. It didn't matter to him because he was with dad or he was with mum. It didn't matter if the plane dropped a thousand feet. He was sound asleep. And we can do that for our kids. We can give them attention. It, you know, like you said, Matt, the most vulnerable time before going to bed. I know when 
I can go into bed and Zach can take 15 minutes to go to sleep because he's worked up and he's wound up and he's got a million things. And I can say, mate, you're annoying me. Go to bed now. And he'll be awake for the next half an hour. I can sit there for a second. Just put my arm. I love you, mate. He's mucking around. He's going, Zachy, I love you. I might say it five or ten times, but it, it, something drops. Yeah, Dad loves me. And it, within 30 seconds, he's, he's, his breathing changes. And he just knows he's loved. And he feels secure. And he's asleep in a moment. We can bring peace to our kids. We can bring peace to others. You'll meet people in the street. You'll meet people at your place. And you can bring peace to them by the words you speak the care that you give, the nurturing that you show. It doesn't matter. They might be older, they might be young. It doesn't matter. God calls us all to be caregivers. People who have interest in other lives and we want to bless and raise up. I mean, thirdly, we can, we can strengthen our kids. We, we can be gentle with our kids and that's the example that we show. We need to be trustworthy. We need to be promise keepers. If you say something to your kids, do it. Because you're a reflection of God in their world. Uh, you know, it says in Corinthians, for all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. So that when we say we will do this, you know, I had to wear a tiger suit this morning because I said I would do it. I will never say that again. <laughs> let, let's, let's let our yes be yes and our no, no with our kids, amen. Maddie said it before so well, be present, let there be theirness. And the last thing again is uh, prayers. Pray for your kids. Pray for their future. Pray that the, the God uh, giftings in their world would surface and that it wouldn't be battered around by challenges that they face in life, but they'll be protected. Pray a hedge of protection around your kids, around those that you're entrusted with. Pray that God would set his angels around their world. The Bible says that the promises of God are yes and amen. It says, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. If your desire is that your kids would walk in him, that they'll be protected by him, that they'll be... If that's a desire of your heart, God will grant it. Maybe a journey in between. God will grant that. Amen. Everybody's looking for a father's attention. Everybody's looking to be loved. Can we just close our eyes just for a second? You may not have had a brilliant upbringing. Your dad may not have been present. He may have been. He may have been a phenomenal dad. But there's still that longing on the inside for the love and affirmation and affection of a heavenly father. Just while we're here today, every eye closed, every head bowed. It says in Jeremiah, it says, if you look for me in earnest, you'll find me when you seek me. God isn't this eternal father sitting off in the distance, looking on at your life going, I hope they make it. I hope they get through this challenge. I hope this doesn't take it. No, he's sitting there going, if you look for me, you'll find me and I'll be there in a second. I'll be your ever-present help in times that I'll be there for you I'll be near to you I'll, I'll wrap my arms around you I know most of us in the room will have made this decision and it's the best decision of my life to ask Jesus into my world but whilst you're here today if, you, if you're here and you go you know what that journey hasn't been easy for me and I'm, I'm actually a little far away from God and I want to come back close to him today if you're saying I want to just say that simple prayer that asks Jesus into my life so I can be in close relationship with my Lord and Savior why don't you just lift your hand we're going to say a really simple prayer this morning thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast visit us online at c3noosa.org